Welcome. You're listening to Lan Asari's podcast, the founder of God's Tabernacle Church in Ghana. As you listen, may you be blessed immensely. Hallelujah. All right, welcome to another Sunday service. Um, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your grace. Father, we thank you for all the wonderful things that you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us from Sunday to Sunday, for keeping us, Father, even in this season of despair and hopelessness. Father, we thank you for the strength. We thank you for the grace to continue to go on. We thank you that even though our lives were turned upside down, Father, you made a way. Father, you are the way. We thank you, Jesus, for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray, thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, We're blessed to be back on Sunday to have service. It is only by his grace. It is only by his mercies. Uh, I'm going to continue preaching about my book, about the Holy Spirit. Um, I think last week I gave you the last points about what Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit. And I believe that we were blessed. Because you know, what, what Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit is the most important thing. Because like I said earlier, it's like, it's like someone teaching you about themselves or someone teaching you about their experiences. You know, they, they normally would be the best person to teach you about it. And Jesus Christ teaching us about the Holy Spirit is the most wonderful thing. Amen. So I want to quickly go through. Uh, today I'll be preaching about three things the Holy Spirit is into. I want us to go through three things that the Holy Spirit is into, what he does. And I'll just quickly go through this. Um, number one is creation. Now the Holy Spirit is into creation. The Bible says in Genesis 3, verse, verse sorry, Genesis 1, from verse 1 to 4, I'm reading the Amplified Version. It says that in the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God, moving, hoovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light. That it was good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it. And God separated the light from the darkness. You know, one of the things that we learn about the creation of, of, of this world is that um, when, when God was pondering the creation of this world, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was, was hovering over the earth. The Holy Spirit was brooding over the earth. You know, and... One of the things you have to understand was that the Holy Spirit is the working power of God. The Holy Spirit is, is the power of God. Like when God said, let there be light, it was the Holy Spirit that went into action. Do you understand? Now, I'm teaching you this because as Christians, one of the things we have to learn is to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Because when God said, let there be light, the Bible said that the Holy Spirit was already over the earth. He was brooding, hovering over the earth. Now, when God said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit went into action. The Holy Spirit went into power. 
Amen. You see, the Holy Spirit is the working power of God. And that's why he's into creation. That's the first thing that the Holy Spirit is into. You know, he's into creation. And that means that the Holy Spirit is into creating things out of nothing. Because, you see, when God saw the earth, the earth was without form. And the earth was, was void. The earth was void. It means that there was nothing on the earth. And the earth was without form. There was darkness. There was no, it was nothingness. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The Holy Spirit moved into action and created light. Amen. You know, so, so one of the things you have to understand as a Christian is that you have the power to create out of nothingness, out of void. Now, this is very important, and I'll explain to you. You know, as Christians, we go through many situations where we need the power to create things out of nothing because... As Christians, we go through many experiences, many situations, many circumstances where we need the Holy Spirit's power. We need life because not everything is rosy. The Bible says that we are fighting a warfare. In Christianity, it's a warfare. We are in a warfare. So if you, if you just live life as a Christian and expect that everything will be done for you and everything will be given to you, it does not work that way. God expects us to fight as Christians, God expects us to, 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 to go through life, to go through fights, to go through experiences, to go through problems. Because you see, the Bible even says that when, 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 when God goes through the fire, when God goes through fire, sorry, when, when a metal goes through fire, it comes out as gold, do you understand? Because it is tested. It is tested. Amen. It, it, it has gone through some processes and it comes out as gold. Now, in the same way, as a Christian, you can't expect to just walk through life and then suddenly, boom, you have made it. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, for those of you who joined the prayer line this morning, one of the things you you remember that I shared was that, um, you know, Jesus Christ came and he said something very peculiar. He said, look, I came to this earth not to do my own will, but to do the will of my father, who sent me. Now, you see, one of the things you would first have to understand is that God has sent you to do particular things. Because, you see, even when Jesus Christ started his ministry, what he did was that he went to be baptized with the Spirit. You see, there are certain things that you have to do. It's sort of like a formality. You have to go through them. Baptism is one of them and, and, and all of that. Now, you see, all this represented the will of God for Jesus' life. All this represented what God wanted Jesus Christ to do. You see, and Jesus Christ said, look, he said, I came to do the will of my father. I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do the will of my father. You know, so once you are on this earth, one of the things you have to understand is that you came to do God's will. That's, that's why you came to this earth. You came to do God's will. It wasn't, you didn't come to come and seek out your own aspirations, your own ambitions, but you came to do the perfect will of God. Now, you see, in the power of creation, that's the power to create out of, out of nothingness. You see, God has given you the power to also create because we were created in the likeness and the image of God. Now, what that means is that when God said, let there be light and there was light, you see, that particular part of the Bible, it's teaching us how to behave. It's teaching us how to move in accordance to God's so was teaching us how to move with the Holy Spirit. Because when God said, let there be light, and there was light, 
God was showing us that as Christians, this is what we were meant to do. We were meant to create. We were meant to speak life. You know, in Proverbs, it says that the power of life and death lies in the tongue. Now, you see, God was showing us practically how the tongue moves. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, you see, let me read something, something real quick. You know, in the, in the Amplified Version, it says that, And God saw the light was good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it. And God separated the light from the darkness. Now, you see, God didn't just create light out of darkness or create light out of nothingness. No, God actually approved the light. Now, you see, this is one of the evidences that the Holy Spirit was moving. Because, you see, the Bible says that God saw the light and he approved it. He saw that it was good and it was suitable. And he said, yes, I like this. This is what I like. You know, I approve it. Let it be done. And it was done. Now you see, as a Christian, you must get to the level where you speak life into things. And when you speak, you, you must also approve it because you are the one with the power. Do you understand? You, look, you must get to a point where you will speak life and not just speaking life, but you will approve the life. You will speak power and not just power, but you approve the power. Amen. Because you see, the power has been given to you. The life has been given to you. Goodness has been given to you. The Holy Spirit has been given to you. Amen. You know, let me read something. Um, Psalm 33 verse 6. It says that by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Now look, as a Christian, you have to learn how to speak positively. I remember I read this book called Words by um, Kenneth Hagin. Yeah, I think it was Kenneth Hagin. It's called Words. And one of the things I really learned was how to not speak bad things. How to not say things about myself that do not line up with God's word and do not line up with, with what the Bible has said. Now, one of the things Kenneth Hagin was really stout on was the fact that anything you say about yourself usually comes to pass. Because not only do you end up believing it, but it ends up being materialized by your words. Amen. And you know, can I, can I think he used to say something? I remember he, he gave a particular story about a pastor where the pastor kept saying that he would die, he would die. And can I think he spoke to the guy? And you see, he felt something very wrong in his spirit when the pastor spoke like that. And he told the pastor that, no, don't talk like that. At a point, even the pastor's wife was like, look, my husband doesn't have long left. It looks like he's even ready to go. And can I think he spoke to the wife and said, no, don't say that. Don't say that. At the point in time, even the pastor started to get better because he was prayed for in things. And his wife just kept hammering him, hammering him, hammering him. And at the point in time, Kenneth Hagin spoke to the wife and told the wife that, look, if you don't stop speaking to your husband that way or speaking about your husband that way, he will not live beyond this particular time. And strangely enough, it happened like that. It happened just as Kenneth Hagin said. You see, words, words have power. It happened just like that. And I remember at the point, the wife even backslid. After the husband died, the wife backslid and boom. The wife didn't, wasn't even a Christian anymore. You know, at the point, Kenneth Hagin couldn't even find the wife. She was just an unbeliever now. She was doing all sorts of things and all that, you know. So you must be very mindful of your words because your words carry power. Your words carry the life 
that God has given you. It carries the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, and we must be very mindful of these things because, look, the power of creation is a power to create out of nothing. Look, from today, I want you to live a different kind of life. Let's say from today, if you didn't have certain skills, certain abilities, certain characteristics, let's say you are not a good preacher. Let's say you struggle to pray. Let's say you struggle to study. Let's say you struggle to do particular things, right? From today, you have the power to do those things because God has given you that power. All you have to do is speak. Look, you must learn how to talk. You must learn how to declare and decree things. God said, let there be light and there was light. As a Christian, you have that same power. You have to say, look, God, let this be in my life. Let me be able to, to study. Let me be able to sleep. Let me be able to, 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 to dance. Let me be able to sing. Speak power into your life because the power has been given to you. Look, the Holy Spirit has been made available to you as a Christian. When you speak in tongues, speaking in tongues is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Once you have that evidence, look, all you have to do is declare and decree and power comes into being. The Bible says that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will sit in this mountain, move, and the mountain will be moved. That's, that's, that's how it works. You, your mouth, there's power. You know, that's why Psalm 33 verse 6 says that by, by, the, by the breath of his mouth, the heavens were made. Do you understand? The heavens were made by the breath of his mouth. Look, you must learn how to make things with your mouth. Look, if you, if you declare certain things in your life, look, sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. I'll give you a story. You know, when, when Jesus Christ was with, with, was with the disciples, there was a point where he traveled. He used to travel with them. And then at the point, they got to a fig tree. And he wanted fruit from the fig tree. Now, when, when, he, when he went to the fig tree, it wasn't the fig tree's time of bearing. So, obviously, the fig tree didn't have fruit. But Jesus was not happy with that. Jesus was like, ah, no. This tree, your purpose is to give me food when I need, not when it is your season. You see, that's how a Christian walks. That's how a Christian talks. A Christian doesn't talk limited to the things of this world, limited to the rules of this world. But a Christian talks based on, on, on faith, based on power. Amen. So Jesus Christ said, no, the fig tree's purpose is to give me fruit when I need it, not when it is in its season. Do you understand? So Jesus cursed the fig tree. It cursed the fig tree that from today you will not bear fruit for anybody else. You will not bear fruit for anybody. You will not bear fruit, period. And, they, and then they walked away. The, Jesus and the disciples, they walked away. Now, it was only when they went to do what they did. Nothing happened to the tree immediately. But when they went to do what they did, they went to preach and all that. They spent like some days, maybe a month or so. When they were coming back, that's when the disciples noticed that the tree had started rotting. The tree was rotting. It was rotting in its place. You see, so faith is not things that happen now. You see, faith, faith constitutes things that would happen. You see, your ability to believe in what you are declaring is what makes it work. Because you see, Jesus Christ, when he cast the tree, the tree didn't die immediately. But there was no lack of faith in his mind. There was nothing, there was nothing taking his mind away from the fact that he had done this, he had declared this. You know, your lack of faith is that when you declare something, you think that it should happen now. But, but a lot of times, it doesn't work like that. Because when you declare things, it takes time. You see, when, when, as a Christian, you must learn that faith is timing as well. 
Because you see, God's timing is different. How God perceives time is different from how we perceive time. So when you declare certain things, it doesn't always work immediately. Like maybe you declare that uh, you are going to prosper. It's not going to be an immediate thing that from tomorrow you are suddenly prospering. It doesn't work like that. God does not work like that. God is not a magician. It takes faith to believe in, in the path. It takes faith to walk the path of righteousness, to walk the path of, of prosperity. It takes faith. You know, so when you declare, when you pray about certain things, maybe, maybe you are praying about your life, maybe you are praying about work, maybe you are praying about school, and then you pray about it. Don't expect that because you have prayed about it today, suddenly, boom, things are just going to change. Everything is going to be different. It doesn't always work like that. It takes faith. Now, that's why some of us don't even receive access to our prayers because we lack the faith to believe in the long term. And like I said, God is not a magician. You can't just come and pray and then expect that, boom, answers just drop because you have prayed. No, it doesn't work like that. Amen. It takes faith for things to happen. Hallelujah. I mean, Jesus prayed many prayers and a lot of the prayers didn't come to pass immediately. Do you understand? When Jesus Christ prayed that, Lord, let your perfect will be done, that he didn't want to take the cup, it took, it took a while before even they came to arrest him. Then after that, he was, he was tortured. He was punished and all that, and then put on the cross because the will had to be done. Amen. So it takes a while. Even the Bible says that when Jesus Christ died, it, it took three days for him to finish what he needed to do because the Bible records that he went to hell to take the keys of hell. He went to free. Amen. So it takes, it takes some time. So when you pray, then you expect that because you have prayed today, boom, immediately everything is happening. It doesn't work like that. Amen. So I'm teaching you how to have power. How to have the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you declare things into being, don't just expect that it's going to happen immediately. Sometimes it does, but for the most part, it does not. So the Holy Spirit is into creation. You must learn how to speak things into life. When you speak, you declare things. You declare that, Father, I'm no longer this. I'm no longer a foolish boy. I'm no longer a failure. I'm no longer going to fail in school. I'm no longer going to be the, 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 the wet clown. I'm no longer going to be despised. I'm no longer going to be the person in my family who, who's disgracing the family. You declare things. You must learn how to use your mouth to speak power because it was, it was by the word of God that this world was created, that everything was created. It was by the word of God. So you must learn how to create power with your life. You must learn how to change destinies with, you, with your mouth. You must learn how to, how to declare things. You must learn how to reverse certain things with your mouth. Look, the power of prayer is basically the power to, to change things. Because when you stand in prayer, you are changing things. When you stand and you declare in the spirit that, look, Father, I'm praying about this, blah, blah, blah. Then you are praying, you are changing, you are changing things. You must learn how to also declare things. Look, there are certain things that you change. You don't need prayer. You need a declaration. You need faith and power. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. God did not go and pray plenty. No. God didn't pray plenty. There were times that Jesus Christ didn't spend a lot of time praying. Look, when, when, when Judas came with the people to come and arrest Jesus, that's not the time that Jesus Christ prayed. No. That's when Jesus Christ declared. Jesus Christ, that was the point that Jesus Christ just declared. That look, do what you need to do. Let it be done quickly. Because at that point, you don't pray. You see, prayer is meant for things that are going to happen. 
Usually you pray as preparation for the future. Normally. Because look, you, you must be a Christian that declares and decrees. You know, at the point, look, when they, were, when they were drilling Jesus Christ with questions, that's not where he was praying that God is. God help me, what am I supposed to say? No. <laughs> because even the Bible says that, he said, when you are persecuted for Christ, for Christ's sake, he said, at that point, take no mind what you will say, because in that time, it shall not be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. A Christian that doesn't know how to declare is a powerless Christian. You must learn how to declare things. It's not, it's not when you enter the exam hall that you are now praying that, oh God, <laughs> help me. I have not studied. No, if you have not studied, then Charlie, <laughs> that one there, I'm not sure God wants to even help you. You know, because, because if you are lazy, God doesn't like to help lazy people. If you are being lazy, God does not want to help you. Because God is not a God of lazy people. If you had the opportunity to study and you didn't take the chance to study, then you get the, the, the example and you are praying that, oh God, I've not studied anything. Please help me. I need the answers. You are just joking. Honestly, you are just joking as a Christian. God is not a God of lazy people. God is not a God of, of unrighteousness because it, it would be unrighteous for you to not study, get to the exam hall, and then pass like someone who has spent time studying. How is that righteous in any way? Just because you are a Christian does not mean that you are, you are meant to abuse the things of this world. You see, you are meant to receive power. You see, when you study, that's when you, you even have more power given to you because that's why you can declare. Look, when you enter the example, that's not the time to even be praying. No. That's the time to declare things. That's the time to declare that, oh Lord, these people who are passed it in Jesus' name. These people have nothing on me. Jonathan, you have to learn how to live in a different dimension. That's not where you'll be praying, be begging God to give you answers because you did not study. So we must learn how to walk as Christians. We must learn, we must learn how to walk as true believers, as worshippers of God. Amen. Now let me go to the point two, animation. Now the Holy Spirit is into animation. Now the Oxford Living Dictionary describes animation as the process of bringing something to life, giving inspiration, encouragement, or to renew vigor to something. Now you see the difference between animation and creation is that with creation, you are creating out of nothing. But with animation, you are bringing back to life. Oh no, you are bringing to life something that is dying. Something that is losing hope, something that is losing power, something that is something that is losing its energy, its vigor. Amen. So let's say that uh, you've been a Christian for a while, but you notice that your Christian life is fading. Not that it has faded, though, but it is fading because there, there are steps. It is fading. Look, this is where you declare. This is where you are meant to declare the Holy Spirit. Please take over in Jesus' name. My Christian life is not what it used to be. I'm backsliding. Help me, Holy Spirit. Look, when you learn how to declare like that, you, you are basically walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are basically walking in, in, in the power to change your destiny. Amen. And you see, when you walk in that power that changes destiny, one of the things you have to realize is that the Holy Spirit is there for you. Now, Job 26 verse 13, it says that by his spirit, the heavens were garnished. By his spirit, he garnished the heavens. Now you see, garnish means to beautify. Now you see, the power of, of animation is the power to beautify things. The power to, 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 to make things look better. To make things be better. Now, you have a certain skill. 
It's not that you are creating the skill out of nothing. But let's say you have the skill, but it's not, it's not good enough. The power of the Holy Spirit is to animate those skills. Look, maybe you can sing, but you want to sing better. The power of the Holy Spirit causes you to sing better. Once you declare and decree, look, when you wake up every day and you declare certain things in your life, I'm telling you, at a certain point, it will become a part of your life. Yeah. I personally have been told that um, my voice was not good at all. But recently, a lot of people... A lot of people tell me that my voice is very good when I make my songs, when I write my songs, when I sing my songs. A lot of people like the songs. They tell me, oh, these songs are nice. Your songs are very nice. Hey, you have a very nice voice. I'm like, hey, me? Wow. Because <laughs> I remember one time I was in a voice competition and I was told that, look, I should just <laughs> stick to ushering. That's, that, apparently, that's how bad my voice was. Like, they didn't even have words for me. They just told me that, look, I should just stick to Ashwin, you know, that's a better way for me. I should even touch music. But, but I loved to sing at that point. And I remember I used, to, I used to sing every day. And I used to sing for God. Every day I used to write songs for God. And I told myself that, look, I can sing. Every day I told myself I can sing. And by God's grace, I've, I've gone from that point where I've been told that I should stick to something else because my voice was that bad to now being almost everybody telling me that my voice is nice. My voice is good. When I play my guitar, it sounds brilliant. I lead worship and it's brilliant. People feel the spirit of God and all that. And I'm trying to show you that. You see, when, when you have something and it's not bright enough, the Holy Spirit makes it brighter. Amen. And I'm teaching you these things because you practically need them in your life. You can practically walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can practically say to certain skills, certain things in your life, see that I declare and decree you to receive life. And the life will, will come to pass. Amen. Because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll quickly go through this. The last point is resurrection. The power of the Holy Spirit. The last point is resurrection. Now, Romans 8.11. It says that, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. You see, the Bible says that if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if he dwells in you, that same spirit will quicken your mortal body. You see, now this is the power to resurrect things, to bring things that are dead. Now you see, there are three different things. There are three different stages. Now creation, there's nothing there in the first place. You are speaking to things that are not there in the first place. You are bringing to life things that do not even exist. That's creation. Now, animation is to bring to life things that are dying, to beautify things that already exist, to bring energy to things that need energy. Now, resurrection is to bring back to life something that had life and is dead. Maybe you had a talent. Maybe you could dance. And right now you realize actually your dancing ability is dead. You don't know how to dance anymore. When you move, it's even scary. Maybe you used to draw. Maybe you used to, you used to do particular things that, have, that, 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 that were good. You were good at particular things. And now it's dead. Like that skill is totally dead. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit brings back to life things that are dead. Because in the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, He dwells in you. 
you quicken your mortal body, meaning that whatever is dead in your mortal body, it will come to life in Jesus' name. Meaning that whatever died, whatever did, whatever doesn't have life anymore, the Holy Spirit will quicken it. The Holy Spirit will bring it back to life. Amen. You know, so you must learn how to walk in the power. You see, I've shown you three different phases that the Holy Spirit works in. Creation, animation, resurrection. These things are, are, are power that the Holy Spirit personally works in. He, 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 he loves it. He loves it. He, he dwells in it. He says, look, bring your dead things. Bring your dying things. Bring things that are not even in existence. Your mind, whatever you want to conceive, bring it. I'll work it for you. I'll do it for you. You just have to learn how to talk in my power. How to walk in my power. Amen. So, so that's, that's, that's the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. Look, there are certain things. Look, you see, the power of resurrection is the power of second chances. Maybe as a Christian, you feel like God has forsaken you. Maybe as a Christian, you feel like you have moved far from God. Maybe you did something particular and you feel like God gave up on you. Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit of second chances. The Holy Spirit is a power of second chances. The Holy Spirit will give you a second chance. Maybe, look, sudden, maybe sudden things, school. Maybe you didn't do well in your first semester. Maybe your grades were terrible. Second chances. The Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit of second chances. You will receive the power for second chances. You receive the power to be able to do more. You receive the power to be able to, to study hard, to be able to pass, to be able to be the first. Amen. That's the power of resurrection. The power to receive life to a dead thing. Something that is totally dead in your life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, and, and I believe that from today, you are going to walk in power. You are going to walk in the power of, of, of resurrection. You are going to resurrect things that are dead in your life. That your prayer life, that's not doing well. You are going to resurrect it. That's your, that's your Bible reading Skill, that's your Bible reading time. That's dying. Anytime you read the Bible, anytime you open the Bible, you sleep. Look, just pray for animation right now because you need energy to be able, you need energy to be able to, to walk in the Holy Spirit. You need energy to walk in the Holy Spirit. You need power. That thing that you were doing, that's dead. That thing that you've been trying to do, that skill, that work that you were trying to do, it's going to receive life in Jesus' name. Let's just close our eyes and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare upon everybody's life, Father, I declare and decree, may they receive power, the power to create, the power to animate, the power to resurrect. Father, everybody at the sound of my voice, I pray in the name of Jesus that cause your Holy Spirit to walk with them, Father. Father, let them receive the power to create things. Let them receive the power to animate dying things and let them receive the power to resurrect dead things, Lord. Father, from today, may they not walk as, as normal Christians. But Father, may they walk in the power of your Holy Spirit. May they walk in a different life. May they walk in a different aspect of this world. But Father, may they receive the power to do more. May they receive the faith to do more. May they never lack, Lord, because your power is directly with them. I thank you, Father, for all these wonderful things. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. You know, so, so that's the power of the Holy Spirit, I, I, I pray that you continue to walk in the Holy Spirit and I know that by God's grace, it's going to be different in your life. You know, God bless you for, for joining in and I would see you next week. We've come to the end of our time together. 
Join us next time and thank you for listening. God bless you.